Hello and welcome. I'm Alice Judge Talbot, author of The Backup Plan, a book that celebrates how to make the best out of Plan B. There are moments in all our lives where we have no choice but to rethink what our future may look like. It's in losing sight of this path that can lead us to discover new versions of success. To celebrate the fact we all have a backup plan, I'll be hearing from guests who have discovered magic in unconventional circumstances and found their own version of success and happiness. Welcome to the backup plan. Before we hear from our main guest, I'm delighted to share a brilliant conversation I had with one of the many incredible sellers from Etsy, the sponsors of this podcast. We'll learn how Etsy has supported their sellers' own backup plans so they can grow their businesses, build their teams, and follow their passions. I'm speaking today to Ben from Old English Company, the online shop that offers high-quality illustrated greetings cards and prints. To fit every mood and occasion with beautiful handcrafted designs, Ben has grown the Old English Company from strength to strength after setting up his shop on Etsy. So can you tell me what inspired you to set up your business and start selling on Etsy? So my background is an illustrator. Basically, I was asked to uh, design some greeting cards and I looked around for stores to to sell them on and Mm -hmm. Etsy was the one that popped up. And it basically went from there. I I got a sale within a couple of days and then I sort of got the bug, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I just went on to create more products and get them online as soon as possible. When did you notice that your plan B became your plan A? I'd always had the ambition of owning my own business, being my own boss, but I never knew how that was going to come about. And I just said that as soon as the money that I'm making on Etsy matches my salary, I'd I'd sort of feel comfortable enough Mm -hmm. to leave and push it a bit further. And and that's pretty much how it happened. And what has that leap in starting your own business given you? It's just given me a lot of freedom. It really allows me to spend time with my little girl. What advice would you give to anyone who's thinking about selling on Etsy? I think everyone gets uh, stuck on creating something that's perfect. You just need to get something together, Mm -hmm. put it up online. Done is better than perfect. Uh, Yeah, otherwise you'll be there forever. Absolutely. Ben, thank you so much for coming to meet us today. It's been a pleasure. Kate Dyson is many things. Mother of three, she's the creator of The Motherload, the UK's biggest social media parenting community, my favourite feminist and a big advocate for maternal mental health awareness. One of the funniest people I've ever met online, Kate started her journey into online dominance with a Facebook group of eight mum friends, which fast expanded into 60,000 people over the course of two years. Now a community of a huge 80,000, the motherload is a safe space for women, collectively coming together to share parenting experiences, kindness, hilarious moments and group source support. Full of wit and warmth and wholeheartedly led by Kate, the true mother figure of the motherload, the group, which terms itself anti-sanctum mummy, is a place to discuss your worst parenting fears while celebrating the joy that parenting brings. Kate, thank you so much for coming in to see me. I've long been an admirer of you. Like we've talked online for ages, obviously. Yes, we have. Yeah. Um, but I've been like I can't remember when I joined the motherload. But I had a look. Oh, did you? Yeah, it was two years ago. It was two years ago, was it? <laughs> yeah. Because I, I like I started off my online mum career on Mumsnet. Yes. And um, I think Mumsnet is very different to the motherload. And I can't mm. remember who it was that introduced me to the motherload. But, it, I mean, it's an amazing and illuminating community into the world of parenting. So what made you start it? Oh, uh, well, I had postnatal depression. So I posted on Mum's Nest about mm. that. And for me, the early signs of that manifested in not bonding with my daughter, mm-hmm. my eldest. Uh, but it was when I had Maggie, my 
now middle child. Mm. I'm still getting used to that whole describing the three of them. I became very, very unwell. And it was yep. delayed postnatal depression, post-traumatic stress disorder and anxiety. Mm. Essentially, I didn't. I felt so lonely. I posted on Mum's Nets to say, is this normal? Is the way that I'm feeling really normal? Mm-hmm. And um, it, I just got castigated. Mm. And... Unfortunately, that doesn't happen all the time on mums now. Mm. I should caveat that. There is an awful lot of support on there. But for me, it really went the wrong way that day. And it really rocked me. I think when you've got postnatal depression, especially undiagnosed, you already feel like you're doing a pretty shitty job. Mm. And Mm -hmm. it must have been like someone just picking out your biggest insecurities and poking at them. Absolutely. And when it's strangers, yeah. and literally they, a stranger knows how to needle yes. that deepest wound like nothing else. Yeah. I really thought there needs to be something more than this. There mm. needs to be you know, a place where you can talk about things like not bonding with your children or things mm. like those quite dark thoughts that postnatal mm-hmm. depression can bring and be able to talk about that with clarity and without judgment. Mm-hmm. And for me, I wasn't finding that online at the time mm-hmm. uh, so that's why I created the motherload but it wasn't to be the motherload it yeah. was supposed to be just me and my friends yeah <laughs> um, the friends that you started the motherload with are they all still there today yes yeah yeah they're our biggest champions oh, and in brilliant. fact you know I see them regularly and they're all like I can't believe that <laughs> you know it's now like 80,000 yeah. and I can't really it is incredible I mean that's a huge amount of mm. women but how do you control everyone because I know that you moderate everything we and do. you also vet everyone before letting them in and yeah. you're watching everything. But how I mean, how do you do it? Yeah, I'm not going to say it's easy because it's not easy. And I know people go on Facebook groups and they think, oh, you know, how hard can this be? Mm. And honestly, uh, I used to think that <laughs> until we hit about 5,000 mm. and, and until the opinions started flying. And there's such a, a, a fine line between judgment and opinion. Yeah. It's the truth. And, and I have struggled to explain to mm-hmm. our members how we really define that. Yeah. All I can say is that if your opinion makes another woman feel like shit, then probably keep it to yourself. Yeah. Because it's really not needed. Especially when you don't know them. I love but, it when you say things and I always it makes me giggle. You say, Okay, I think we've had enough opinions. My on this threshold one. is getting less and less. Yeah. Let me tell you, I've just seen so much stuff now that, yeah. and just so many like repeated like it's my opinion, it's my opinion. Yes, you're entitled to your opinion, we're all entitled to our opinion. I wouldn't have started a group if I hadn't got an opinion, mm. for God's sake. But what I absolutely hate is the fact that then, you know, a woman feels crushed as a, mm. as a result of those comments. And for some of those women, it's at the lowest point mm. of their I think the most vulnerable, motherhood. for sure. Yeah, definitely. when you're a new mum, you're very vulnerable. You're very, you are. You're going through a massive change. Huge. I, I think when, I know when I became a mum, I was like... I didn't know what I was doing for a start. I yeah. completely lost my career identity. Yeah. Didn't know what the future was. It's just, it's a very... Your body has changed, oh, your God, mind yeah. has changed, your hormones are sending you crazy. Yeah. You know, everything is feels out of control all of a sudden, doesn't mm. it? And and unfamiliar. Yeah, And unfortunately, babies aren't born with a manual. So, you know, we're <laughs> constantly in this, like, flux of, am I doing it right? Am I doing it wrong? What I really wanted to create was a place that was safe from that. Yeah. And I hope, on balance, we do. Of course, it doesn't always work like that because people love to express them they yeah. I say their most like extreme opinion the most yeah. extreme side of their personality comes out online mm. it's like it's the safety of the keyboard absolutely mm. was this when you were growing up what did you want to be I mean was supporting women was that your plan a or is this become quite an organic no, realization organic. I was raised as a feminist yeah and my mom is a 
fervent feminist, very, very proud. She even did a speech at my wedding that mm. started, I am a proud feminist <laughs> in the church. I've always believed in the power of women and the collective mm. power of women. And I think when that is really nurtured, we could do the most incredible things mm -hmm. together. And the support that women can offer each other is, mm. like, is like nothing else. No mm. one gets you like a fellow woman or a fellow mm. mother. You know, no one else has walked those, those steps that you're walking. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really important that we sort of um, celebrate that. I agree. And I think the tide is really changing in that women historically have been seen for you know our softness and our kindness yeah. and, and the yeah. way that we treat other people that's been seen as really weak especially in the workplace or when dealing with men. Yeah. But I'm really starting to see a change that women's you know, the traits that were previously seen as negative, we're kind of harnessing those and actually making the world see how powerful we are. I don't know if you saw that study about the stress of a body on when it goes through childbirth. Yes. It's the same it's like, to an endurance athlete. Yes. Which, I mean, is no surprise. Anyone who's gone through childbirth or carrying a kid, that's no surprise. No. It's a bloody, awful, just, yeah. magic hideous, incredible, like it's Absolutely. all the things at once. And it does put your body to the absolute extreme oh, of yeah. its capability. I mean, I still remember my ankles. Oh, like, to be the honest, size I can't of my see ankles. mine still, yeah. so like, I'm, still, I'm still waiting for that endurance <laughs> to pay off. <laughs> but yeah, for sure. And I think for so long, uh, you know, as women, we've had to fight so mm. hard, so goddamn hard to mm -hmm. fight for equality. And now, perhaps a little bit, I'm not sure we're there completely Completely. Yeah. Um, and I would certainly argue against that with people who tell me we are. But I think we are at a place where we can embrace that uh, femininity mm. and the softness of women a little bit more and celebrate that mm. in the same sphere as fighting for equality and our rights. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Quick ad break. I'd like to say a big thank you to our sponsors Etsy, the platform that gives creators, no matter how big or small, the opportunity to continue creating. If it's handcrafted, vintage, custom or unique, it's on Etsy. So what did you want to be when you grew up, when you were young? Um, I wanted to be a lot of things. I wanted to be a teacher. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to be a paramedic and nearly achieved oh. that, um, but I didn't. Yeah, there were a few things. This like whole social media mm -hmm. thing is so new, even to us, that there's no way I could even env envisage that mm. I would have this. I mean, if I had thought about that as a kid, it would have been like 80,000 people in my village hall. Yes. You yeah. know, not, not Isn't that in the palm of my hand. When you think mm. about what 80,000 people would look like in real life, doesn't that blow your mind? Yeah, it does. Someone said to me, it's like a stadium. It is, yeah, and, like a stadium of people. And if you just imagine like the stadium and every seat being filled, mm. you know, what that would be like. It's crazy. Yeah, it is. It's absolutely insane. And makes me very humble, actually. Yeah. That, you know, 80,000 women have really embraced what we're doing. I'm sure there's a flicker of them in there who yeah. <laughs> probably there for, you know, to just screenshot photos of me looking like a Wally. But, you know, who cares? Because, I mean, in any group of people that size, there are going to be some bad apples. Yeah. How do you weed them out and make sure that what those few bad ones are doing doesn't reflect or doesn't affect the rest? 
Well, we just really have a zero tolerance to twattery. So, um, is that the uh, technical term? That is actually the full moderation training just there <laughs> in the line. What can I say? It's like, you know, we block them. <laughs> if you're going to be offensive and if you're going to troll people, if you're, well, I, th- I think we do use the word troll a little bit too liberally these days, but if you're going to share your judgmental opinion mm. with someone and make someone else feel like crap, then probably this Why isn't a group thing. This because it is something that is quite new to me on the internet since I've started talking more about my own journey into finding yeah. happiness and finding contentment and success in mm. my life. And people really try and tear that down. Oh, big style. I think there is a place for uh, sort of, let's look more at sort of the Instagram influencer mm. kind of influence if Mm. you like and how that has potentially had a bit of a detrimental effect um i think that has a place and it's a conversation that is rightfully being had Mm. as long as it's not offensive which unfortunately it does tip over into and very obviously is that like whole section of people who live live these like wonderful lives that aren't actually real oh yeah which are you know i get sucked in all the time Mm. i think it's right that we have this conversation about Mm. that that particular vulnerability that leads Mm. you to making those purchases mm-hmm. and puts you into a place where you feel less than if you haven't got that yeah what another woman has got and i think it can be quite dangerous oh, yeah because sure. there is like the rug the lorry duke rug <laughs> that everyone bought i mean that one time wasn't cheap it wasn't cheap at all and it really became this bizarrely thing. really yeah, yeah this huge thing and not just on instagram no it was all over facebook it was, yeah, yeah it was everywhere and but I now think, we've all got identikit lounges i i just want to say i haven't got that rug <laughs> <laughs> i've got it hands up i've got it <laughs> but oh, it's a fabulous rug it's in my I son's would. bedroom now yeah exactly because i bet on. now like i bet you're like well i have seen that an awful lot yeah so, but isn't this sadly. so kind of indicative of Instagram and how just how influential like can you remember the last time you looked at an advert and saw a handbag and went oh my god I have to have that handbag I can't it's Mm. the difference between looking at something in a magazine and kind of just noticing it but then seeing a woman who's like you Mm. wearing something and going that's it she's like me I want to be like that in all honesty I think it is a bit there is a little bit of it there's a backlash against like the fashion industry here Mm. and the fashion magazines I actually went to fashion college so Mm. you know I kind of get I get the psychology behind it Mm -hmm. but I think we've hit the peak of looking at super super thin women Mm -hmm. with very teenage boy bodies yes not that there's anything wrong with that if that is your natural body but mm-hmm. sometimes but it's it not been real and and it's learnt many many people and some of them are very young of course mm-hmm. which is now a bit of an, an issue but and i'm going off on a tangent so i know mm-hmm. here but i think really what we're seeing is the rise of this influencer influencer uh market is because it's a backlash against mm-hmm. that i think women are so relieved to see someone who is just like them mm-hmm owning this stuff Mm. or wearing this stuff or carrying this stuff and it fits into their lifestyle which is a similar lifestyle Mm -hmm. and that's why it works do you see this kind of influencer mentality seep through into the mother load because quite often people will be there and say oh should i get this cot or this cot or you know what recommendations for a buggy would you have do you see women because that's almost a different kind of influencing because it's it's like real life look i'm not gonna lie we have tried the influencer thing Mm. it's a really easy way to make money if Mm -hmm. you've got a big group of people it's a super easy way to make money Mm. and last year we did try it a little bit but I I mean it's a very different environment Mm -hmm. in a community group because 
they're not following me. They're following the mother load mm-hmm. and they buy into that and they buy into me in a very different way. Mm-hmm. And it just it just doesn't work in the same in the same way. What they want is to really know that another mum has tried and tested something yeah. and it's been very successful and they've really enjoyed it or they like the look of it or mm-hmm. they want, you know, ideas for something. I think it's really important for us to recognise that when we have followers, when we have like this mass of people who mm-hmm. are prepared to listen to what we have to say, there is a responsibility oh, back absolutely. there. absolutely. I think you do acknowledge that mm. um, really I think well. That's why you just can't you can't and say things that you don't believe in. You yeah. can't sell them skinny tea. You can't, oh, absolutely. you know, all of that nonsense. It's very different for me on the model because it's a different kind of community mm. to like an Instagram community. Mm-hmm. I mean, essentially, those people are following one person and they are so intrinsically interested mm. in their, I mean, forensically almost, mm, yeah. in their in their life. Like, I, I do the same thing, you know, and I, I mean, I would never start saying tell me about your breakup you know I mean that was just weird that is weird and I can't remember what the other one was when I moved into my new house I had this one person who was just so interested like why why because I lived next door to my parents but why did you leave your parents it seemed like such a good situation for you and I'm like (laughs) hang on god forbid you should leave your parents (laughs) oh my goodness how well do we know each other um yes hello (laughs) I mean for me on the motherload it's a nurturing Mm. community that's what I want to promote I learned that there is so much of me to give Mm. um there is so much that people are interested in there's a lot that they're not there's a lot that they just want to hear from each other I think you do really really well though that boundary between Mm. you and the community Mm. and kind of making that really obvious that you are not the community the community is the mother load and you are Kate yeah but how does it feel how how are you able to not take home what happens within the community because there must be so much especially going through what you've gone through you've got three kids Mm. and then you've got the the four month sorry is it four months old now five Five months old it must be really hard for you with some of the things that you read and experience on the mother load to not take that home with you at night and not yeah, the risk. How do you manage that? Before I started the mother load, I'd, I'd done, I'd had quite a varied career. Like I'd said, I worked in fashion for a little <laughs> bit. Um, and then after working in fashion, I left London and went to work for an ambulance service. Oh, wow. Um, so I worked for the ambulance service for a couple of years. I then joined the police as a call taker on 999. Oh, my God. And so you must have had... In I've that worked job. for probation. <laughs> you must have quite strong boundaries then between taking work I home and knowing it. what's work and what's real life. I think not just that. I think it's all, yeah, there is that, definitely. But I think it's also that I understand the idea of providing a service mm. and I understand the idea of there needing to be a parameter to that and a cut-off mm. as to my involvement. It is a worry that I have with... Instagram mm-hmm. that I think that line is blurred so much that for the, the Instagrammers or the influencers who are talking about mental health or whatever there is such a leak into their personal mm. life that they can't really escape it mm. and I, I mean I know there are triggers of course there are triggers mm-hmm. and I have to be mindful of those we get domestic abuse mm. cases we've had a handful of suicide oh, um, posts and things like that and those are probably the cases that stay with me the longest mm. you know those are the names that stay in my head mm. and I, I quite like to you know every now and then just check in with them and check they're okay mm. because I, when we have 
cases like that. We we help them off. You have a process, don't you, that yeah. you follow? The whole moderation team does. Yeah. We have an enormous resource bank now. Mm. But we also have an incredible network around us mm-hmm. who's all supporters and we can signpost to. Mm. Whether that be women women's aid or it can be, mm-hmm. you know, a mental health charity or rape crisis. We've had, you know, cases like that. So, you know, it's really important that we're able to back up what we do because mm-hmm. we are just frontline and we mm-hmm. can't I'm not a I'm not a trained therapist. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't be offering therapy. I can offer peer support and I can say to someone, this is how you seek help. And that, Mm. I think, is the important distinction. Because it's not like a nine-to-five job either, is it? It's like 24 hour a day. (laughs) So, I mean, how do you juggle that with your kids and with everything else that you have going on? I think it's an element of fatigue, to be honest. Mm. I think I have just hit the point where I kind of go... I need to step back, I need mm-hmm. to focus on my family and, you know, I I feel very... There is an enormous responsibility that I feel for our members mm. and there has to be a point where I go, my... You're I literally like the my, mum of 80,000 other mums. I, I always describe the motherload as being like um, my sofa. I want you to come and sit on my sofa and yeah. feel comfortable and grab a cup of coffee or grab a yeah. cup of tea or grab that wine or, you know, and just relax and breathe here. And I am very aware that sometimes they are still on my sofa yeah. <laughs> like, I want to watch how many eight days or, later yeah. yeah or my husband's like it's date night you know <laughs> we've got to can you switch your phone off for a bit and it's hard it's hard to always respect that boundary mm. that I need for myself I love how you've come to this position so organically though and it's been it's like a, been a real that's been your journey and I think that's probably come as a result of your upbringing as such a strong feminist yeah but if you were looking at your life now and time location money was not an issue what do you think you would be doing um I I am really happy with my lot I'm going to yeah. tell you I I never anticipated doing this, but I have such such an overwhelming sense of pride from it. Yeah, and I mean, you've you have created something that is just incredible. It's thank amazing. you. I I believe that, but it's lovely to hear that from other people. And you know, it's not always that we get the feedback so, <laughs> or that feedback. <laughs> um, yeah, it's. I am very proud of the motherload, mm. and it's not to say it doesn't come with its stresses or mm. you know its strains. But if money was no object, yeah, God, I'd just be on a beach somewhere. I'll be in Lake Como. I'll come. <laughs> Bring me. I'll come, yeah, I'll yeah. Come well, let's that. go together. Let's do we'll like do some kind afternoon. of motherload commune. <laughs> yeah. Kate Dyson, I love you. I think you're brilliant. No, I love you too. I think, oh, <laughs> love in here. I think what you've built is amazing, and I'm Thank so you. thrilled to have spoken to you. Thank you so much for coming in. It's a pleasure. Thank, Thank you. you for having me. So if you're feeling inspired to make the most of your backup plan, great, this is just the start. We'd love to know your thoughts about the backup plan, so please leave us a review and a rating. And for all your weekly updates, hit the subscribe button. Before I go, I want to say a final shout out to the amazing team over at Etsy. Head to Etsy.com to buy directly from someone who put their heart and soul into making something special. Until next time. <laughs>